Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. When it comes to big or small projects around the home, Tony and Corey have got the know-how and the answers to make your life just a bit easier. Here they are, your Weekend Warriors, Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. I'm Corey Valdez. And I'm Tony Cookston. <laughs> Thanks for uh, checking us out today, our, our Weekend Warriors podcast. Today we're going to talk about spring cleaning. Yes. It's that time of year, Tony. <clears throat> well, let me tell you, um, I can sum up um, a, a, a detailed plan on how to get the house um, deep cleaned uh, in a very short period of time. Here it is. Bullet point. <laughs> One, pick up the phone. Two, dial the maid. Three, write a check. Right? There you go. Hey, can you come deep clean my house, please? That's probably the easiest way to go about it, yes. <laughs> if only. Hire somebody to clean your house. If I had your money, that would be my first phone call. <laughs> if I had your money, I'd burn mine. <laughs> so since we can't afford a... Um, what do you call, we call um, it? A housekeeper. A housekeeper. A housekeeper. Since we can't afford a housekeeper, we made a list of um, the things that reminders. Really, everyone knows how to clean, but there are some really good tips when you're setting a plan to get it done. Spring is here. It's here already. Here, right? Um. Yeah. Any day now. I mean, I remember Groundhog Day, and the guy comes out, and he's like. March 20th or something. The official uh, <laughs> spring equinox. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's spring. It's springish. And so um, we made a detailed list, reminders, and sort of a pattern how to get through a cleaning day or a couple of cleaning days if you choose a weekend and you're going to plan the thing. The very best uh, recipe for getting it done is having a plan. I'm starting here. I'm doing this and this and this and this, and I'm ending here. And Corey and I have found in our experience that having certain things planned ahead of time, make sure that you have the people that you need, make sure that you have the equipment that you need. Maybe it's Swiffers or maybe they're garbage sacks or whatever. Yeah. And make sure that you have um, some sort of, uh, something to look forward to at the end. Maybe it's dinner out or pizza in, or maybe it's a movie on pay-per-view or something. But a reward helps, especially if you're including the family. and something to look forward to. One of the tips that I've always used in my own life and in our house is to plan something. Have a party. Put a, put a summer party together and say, you know, June or July or whatever that date is. Maybe you want a spring party. You know, maybe you're having everybody over for, I don't know, something, a yeah. birthday party or yeah. Easter or maybe something. Maybe it's, maybe you're having everybody over for uh, May the 4th be with you. <laughs> Star Wars Day? Yeah, which is yeah, coming around very is. soon. Yes, uh, spring was March 20th, oh, the Easter. very first day. Easter. Yeah, Easter. Easter's coming up. Yeah, if you're having people over for Easter, this is something you need to schedule right away. Yeah, so set a date and then take a list, put this list together. Take our tips and then just get it done. And the thing about spring cleaning is you don't have to get it all done in one day. No. You really don't. You can do it in two days. Absolutely. Or three or a week. Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> I mean, you ideally. You can split it up and do whatever you want. If but the you, whole idea yeah. is if you don't start with something, 
You'll never get it done. That's right. You got to start somewhere. That much is true. That's right. So Tony and I are giving you the motivation and the information today to get off the couch and clean your house. <laughs> your hoose. <laughs> your moose. <laughs> yeah. So where does it start? What's the list right. look like? Where are we at? So the very first thing that is probably the most important is to declutter. Everybody's got stuff stashed away in their closets, in their dressers, in their kitchen cabinets that you probably haven't used in 500 years. Well, I'll tell you what, sometimes it's not stashed away. Sometimes <laughs> it's the pair of boots you took off Monday night, the pair of tennis shoes you took off Tuesday night, and the slippers that you had on Wednesday night. And, um, and they're just at the end of the couch, you know, they're just right there. You have to, you got to first start pick by picking all that stuff up. Are you the sort of person that takes like say a pair of pants and say, well, I only wore these for a couple of hours today. So I'm going to leave them here on the floor and then I'll put them on tomorrow. <laughs> well, and then the next time you move them is into the washing machine a week later. Are you well, that person? I'll tell you what. I would say yes, just to, you know, just to be your Huckleberry, but if I leave anything on the floor, it gets dog hair on it. Mm. And I cannot do that. So, But I would tell you that I am guilty of wearing um, a pair of pants, jeans or slacks or whatever, for a few hours in a day. And then hanging them back up or draping them over the dresser because I'm going to be getting back after Don't them. lie. You drape it over the uh, treadmill. Drape it over the treadmill. <laughs> Treadmill's downstairs. It's got plenty of stuff hanging on it. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you know that you're exactly right. Declutter starts with putting things where they belong. And if they don't have a place where they belong, then that's out. Yeah. Maybe you're starting a garage sale pile. Absolutely. That's a good idea. So one of the things with decluttering is you want to really sort it into categories, divide it into your keep, your donate, and then your throwaway pile. There is stuff in your home right now that probably just needs to be thrown away. But if you're not using it, donate it. And if you want to keep it, find a home for it because everything in your home should have a home, you know? So that's kind of the, the center of having clutter. You have stuff and you have nowhere to put it. So it just stays out. Right. Yeah. And it's very stressful for me. Anyway, I like to look at the things that I own. And when I do my decluttering or when we do spring cleaning, I look at stuff and I say, I haven't used that in a year. If I haven't used it in a year, I take a hard look at it and say, do I really need this? You know, a lot of people have things, of course, that you've had for 20, 30 years. And sometimes those things don't come out as often as you'd like, you know, like a a painting gun, you know, or a house painting gun. You know, it's like, I'm not going to use that every year. Yeah. I'm not going to throw it away. But, you know, what I mean, things like that, that you just want to take a hard look at. And if you haven't used it, Get rid of so it. So the next one on the list here is uh, is getting rid of duplicates. If you have multiples of the same thing and you can only use um, one of them, then the other ones should be donated or given away or, or discarded in some other way. But here's the thing, Corey. I can't jump on board with you on this one. And I'll tell you why. Something you know about me is that I really like to wear hats. I'm a hat guy. I always have a hat on whether it's my favorite hat or, or honestly, most of my hats are my favorite hats. You have tons of hats. <clears throat> Here's the thing at work, I wear a work hat and away from work, I wear a away from work hat. Um, but I can't have one. 
I have to have like 20 of these to keep it looking fresh and clean. I mean, if I'm wearing the same hat every day, it's getting, you know. Pretty gross. Yeah. <laughs> but here's where I will reconnect with that thought. After it's reached a point where I'm not going to wear it anymore, you can only turn so many hats into your gardening hat or your painting hat right. or your mechanic hat or whatever. You get one or two of those, and then the rest of them have to be gone. Um, how many painting shirts do people keep? Right. How many painting shorts or pants do people keep? <laughs> um, if You don't need all the different clothes to paint in, right? You're going to paint one time or two times, and a couple of shirts will be fine. But we make the excuse that we're, oh, save it for a gardening shirt. <laughs> uh, this is my work shirt. We never get rid of it. I no. almost have in my shirt drawer, I probably have at least five or six work shirts, right? paint work, shirts, yeah, yeah, covered in grease, covered in paint. And you're right. I mean, I'm not going to wear those over and over again. Also, it's super funny that we're doing this show now because only just recently, within the last two weeks, I took four boxes of older, older clothes to the Goodwill. Oh, good job. Four boxes. And, uh, I told my wife, I said, I'm, I'm digging up these boxes and I'm filling up these boxes and I'm taking them to Goodwill. And she was like, what? You're getting rid of clothes? I'm doing it. I'm, I'm doing it. Well, but the reason why, of course, as you know, is we're preparing to remodel our master closet. Oh, yeah. Master bath and closet. And so in order to excuse. do that, it, we need to get it down to its minimum contents, move those to a smaller closet in another room, and then begin that process. But yeah. needless to say... I've been doing it. Deep cleaning has been in my world recently. Good, good. Well, again, you've you've started small. That's kind of the, one of the next thing on the list is to start small. You know, you declutter small areas one at a time. You started with your closet. That's a great place to start. You're in there every day. You're getting dressed. You're putting your clothes away. So I, I like that idea. Start small, move from area to area, and declutter as you go. I have to take another exception. I hate to do it so early in the list, but I have another exception. This is consider sentimental items. Okay. You are not nearly as much of a sentimental sort of person as I am. Yeah. But I mean, you have some things that you're not willing to. I have some collections. Yeah. yeah. There's some yeah. things you're not willing to, to compromise on. I don't have a lot of, you know, shelving of tchotchkes. Right. I don't, I don't have that. Right. Well, unfortunately, I have many collectibles. NASCAR diecasts, yeah. hundreds of them. I yeah. don't have Spider-Man comic books, uh, you know, paintings, original paintings and drawings. And I've got tons of stuff. So I have to be careful about that because sometimes I'll let things with no value be as important to me as things with value. And I need to be able to, just because it's a picture of something I like, a drawing of something I like, or a model of something that I like, um... If I'm going to be realistic, then I need to separate the things that have value, sentimental value or resale value, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. from the things that don't, and then uh, and then pair it back that way. I watched this show on Netflix not too long ago about a guy who collected Pez dispensers. He collected and sold Pez dispensers. Oh, I think really? it's called the Pez Outlaw, maybe. Wow. Anyway, this guy totally skirted these international trade laws, went overseas, bought Pez dispensers. Anyway, he sold them, but his he started with this love for cereal boxes. And he has no 
tens of thousands. No. Maybe hundreds of thousands of cereal boxes that he has broken down nice and flat. And he stores them in all these files. And he's showing it on the show. And he's got just like cases and cases and cases and cases of wow. cereal boxes. You know, he loves the artwork. But it's like, I mean, I feel like that's a hobby. You do, you have, you love Spider-Man. You help, you love comic books. Yeah. You love NASCAR. Yeah. So you collect those things as a hobby. I mean, I have my hobbies. Sure. The RC cars. I have tons of RC car stuff. I'd never throw it away. Right. You know, right. yeah, I haven't driven that car. Or I haven't done, you know, that particular thing, but it's part of my collection. You know, I don't think that's what we're talking about when we're talking about decluttering. My stuff's in my garage. I like to declutter and clean my garage on occasion and keep it nice and organized because that just helps me get work done. Yeah, I think that right, it runs right into the next point, which is once you've decided what you're keeping, you just need to make sure that it has a spot. Yeah, find a Ev home for it. Everything that you have that has a home or a spot, all right, we're not talking about that. Right. We're talking about the things that have outgrown the spot. When the spot is a two foot by two foot spot in the corner and now there's stuff stacked <laughs> in a four foot around it. Yeah. Then it's outgrown its spot. It's like, you know, when people grow older and they downsize, you know, kids leave the house, you know, they empty nesters. You've heard that term, you know, and then they, yeah. well, we need to downsize. Yeah. Could you ever downsize? I mean, your kids are gone. I mean, have I you just turned their bedrooms into <laughs> yeah. NASCAR utopias? You know, it's so funny. I feel since the kids have gone, we've just gotten more, more stuff. stuff. Yeah. All the stuff that you wanted to do but couldn't afford it because yeah. the kids made you broke. Yeah. Well, we you got, went out and bought that yeah. cricket cutting machine and and an ex exercise room and a TV room. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we have we have lots of stuff. We've expanded. We've spread our wings a little yeah, bit, you yeah. know, after the kids left. Um, but we also have a guest room and, you know, that kind of stuff. But it allows you to have a home for everything now. Yeah. And you, know, you uh, can you enjoy know, those hobbies. We're at an age where we can afford to do some of those things that we couldn't afford to do when we had a 10 and 12 year old at home. Right. And so now we're enjoying some of those things. And now you're setting up that 3D printer. <laughs> I have a 3D printer. How did you know that? How uh, did I know that? Yeah, Come no, on. I, um, I still haven't successfully printed anything with it. I want to really bad, but... I have not yet. I've got some things I need you to print for me. Um, so, yeah, if you've got to find a spot for it and it has a home, um, then that's not the thing that we're talking about. But um, don't be afraid to ask. This is the last point. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I am afraid to ask for help. I don't know if I want just anybody, you know, fingering through my things. Oh, you don't need this. Oh, you don't need this. You don't need this. Is this Spider-Man one that I just spilled coffee on <laughs> worth anything? <gasps> you, I say to them, you don't know. I watch a TV show on HGTV or something called, I don't know, whatever. Might've been called declutter. I have no idea. But the people come into the house and they're like, you need some help, a hoarder house. Or whatever. Oh yeah. You yeah, need yeah, some yeah. help. I've and then they're, this. they're like, you got to get rid of this. And you got to get rid of this. And you got to get rid of it. And they're like, there's no way I'm getting rid of all that stuff. Marie Kondo. That's that one girl who comes in and, you know, finds a place for everything and yeah. organize. And yeah. But well, they... you know, that's, that is really tough. And I understand, I understand it to a point, you know, and, and people that have hoarding tendencies, you know, that you think you look at something and you say, well, I'm going to have a use for that someday. You know, it's really hard to part with it. Or you've spent yeah. money on it. And you have all of these things that you've spent money on. But 
you know, maybe you look at it like that. Maybe you look at it and say, okay, this is worth this. And if, and if you're not gaining anything from having it or it's turning, if it's becoming ruined, you know, if you don't have a home for it, it's just getting beat up or destroyed. Yeah. Part with it. Sell it. You know, maybe, maybe you have a garage sale, like you said, or maybe you have a, an estate sale or something. <laughs> but, I could have a couple of estate sales probably. You know, one of the best things that my kids have learned about decluttering is garage sales. We've had probably three or four garage sales over the last few years. Nice. And the kids really learned a lot about going through their stuff. The You know, the first time we had a garage sale, they didn't want to part with anything. And then they started selling some things. We allowed them to take that money and use it towards other things. And then the next garage sale, they said, well, 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 wait, I, I don't use that anymore. You know, I'll sell that. And then sure. make money for this other thing that yeah, I want, smart. you know. And by the third garage sale, they're walking around the house looking for things. Yeah, they're like, they "Do we use this anymore?" It's like, "Yes, that's the dining room table." What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> you know, they just they love the idea of being able to sell their things, yeah. take the money, and uh, and reuse that on on nicer, newer hobbies or or things that they want. Uh, they are irreplaceable life lessons, no question about it. All right, next one on the list is dusting. I mean, this sounds crazy, you know to say dust because everybody knows you need to dust your house, but doing a spring cleaning dust is a little different. (laughs) No, no dusting. Keep talking. I might be inspired. Dusting. Tell me more. Well, you have to think about dusting, you know, uh, you should dust your house weekly, but you know, superficial, right? You're not going in and taking everything out of a cabinet and dusting. You're not taking everything off of every surface in dusting every sure, single right. week. Of course, of course. So the springtime is a good opportunity. Spring cleaning. You you know, you don't think about the very tops of your curtains. You don't think about the tops of your doors. fan blades yeah. or your doors or your door trim. All of those things will get layers of dust collecting on them over time. And your walls. You ever dust your walls? I mean, I've seen walls that have collected dust on the texture yes, that's on the wall. Absolutely. And you don't really realize that no. it's there until you take like a broom or a rag yeah. and you swipe across the wall and you're like, holy cannoli. Wow. Yeah, it's uh it's depending on your situation. You know, I've been in homes where, you know, it's windy, you know, like out in certain areas. It, sure. It's just windy. And you know? plus more rural areas have yeah. less things to knock the dust down. Right. And when you get in areas like that, dust just gets everywhere. It infiltrates every single surface. Yeah. So really, you got to take a look at it. And if you really want to deep clean your house, start dusting everything, including your walls, you know, the tops of your picture uh, frames. lamps, the picture frames, your mirrors, all of that stuff, books, books, cases. When you haven't read a book in a long time and you look at the very top of it it will be covered in a layer of dust oh yeah you know so yeah. taking things off them shell off the shelves dusting them individually you know blowing them off cleaning and then putting everything back it will look way better and honestly as difficult as as it is to get move through and do all the things you feel better about it after you you after you take a clean rag and you clean off around your television on top of the television cabinet or mm-hmm, whatever, mm-hmm. and you clean all that off and wipe off the TV and the top of the TV and the back of the TV and all that, 
and you cover that dust, you know, that rag and dust, you feel better about it. You're like, oh, I'm so glad to have that done. You know what I like to do is take electronics, any sort of electronic that is plugged in or used on a regular basis. Your computer, your, you know, receiver, your DVD player, your Xbox, your PlayStation, all of these things that are plugged in and just drawing electricity and being used. A lot of them have fans. So they're drawing air across the circuitry inside the electronics and it exhausts the air out the top or wherever. Well, by doing that, it's drawing in dust. So if you've ever taken apart an old computer and seen the dust bunnies that live inside that computer. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Incredible. So what I like to do is take my electronics out to my garage. I'll get my air compressor with a... You know, an air yeah, a little little nozzle. air gun on there. Yep, and clean them out, blow them out, just blow all that dust out with a vacuum. Suck it up. You know, you can have a vacuum right there sucking all that dust up, so you're not breathing it in. But I tell you what, if you want to extend the life of your electronics, you will do that. Yeah, regularly, at least once a year, right? So get that done. It's super easy if you have an air compressor. You can use compressed air. Like you can buy those cans of a compressed air. Um, they don't work as well, in my opinion. You know, yeah. You want to put a hundred psi it's, through that baby. Yeah, and on top of that, those cans don't last very long, and they're kind of expensive. Totally. You can go through a lot of cans trying to get done what you want to get done. Absolutely. Um, a, another really good one that people think don't think about is plants and fake plants. Oh yeah. And you know the other things that are that you use to decorate inside there. If you go into the bathroom to someone's bathroom and they have a little plastic fake plant on the sink or near the sink. It's cute, except when it's covered in dust. Correct. And then you're like, really? All you got to do is take that thing, just put it in the sink, run water over it, put it back up there. And now it's fresh and clean for another, you know, three, six months. Well, and depending on what type it is, you know, I've seen some that are, you couldn't get wet, right? You can't physically wash them. Take it out in the garage and blow it around with the air gun. Yeah. You know, blow all that dust off and then bring it back in. I absolutely love that technique. I use it all the time. Another one that people forget is the exhaust vents in the bathrooms. Oh, yes. Those things are running. Oftentimes, you turn the light on, the fan comes on. Yep. And those things are running all the time. And they get so filthy. I mean, filthy, filthy. You know what I think it is? This is my theory. You know, A... You've got towel, you know, towel particles coming yeah, off yeah. there, you know, little pieces yeah. of cotton, towels, cotton, whatever, yeah. you know, the fabric's coming off of that just a little bit at a time and it's getting drawn up into the air. But I think a lot of it is toilet paper. Oh yeah. Toilet paper also has yeah, little fuzzies. It's like as the fuzzies come off of it, as you open a brand new pack or yeah. you're rolling through it, you know, it's, you're getting those little fuzzies. And I think a lot of it is that. And it, you'll look up there if you haven't cleaned your exhaust fan in your bathroom in a while. <laughs> Take a look. Yeah. I'll bet you it is caked. Yep. If you've got a fan in the bathroom on the ceiling, it is a exhaust fan and it sucks air out of the room. It doesn't add air to the room. And when it sucks air out of the room, it takes everything that's in the air with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have a filter. You know, honestly, those probably should have filters. Yeah, I don't I mean, you would typically put a filter on something that's bringing air in. You know, since it's drawing it out. I know, but where is that air going? 
it's sucking it out and yeah, I guess it's hopefully it out outside. Outside, you're not reusing that air. Yeah, I, I don't think pumping you, it back through the dryer. You're sucking it up and pumping it into your bedroom. You yeah. know, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> Probably don't need to filter the air Bath that's fan. going outside. It would, however, if it was filtered, you could replace those filters easily enough. But uh, I think just cleaning yeah. up, getting a vacuum with a long stick on it, and yeah. just sucking that that that's stuff up. Idea. Um, another one along those lines is your cold air returns. If you have yeah. a cold air return in your house or any sort of vents, uh, you can hire companies that come out and clean your vents. They'll pull all the stuff off. They'll run, you know, their duct cleaning, duct blasting, and they vacuum it out and clean that. People will say that you should do that yearly. I don't agree with that. Um, I I would probably go out on a limb and say maybe every five years or maybe even longer. It just really depends on how often you're changing the furnace filter and how dirty your house is, but at least the vent cover and you'll know it. You'll look up at it. You'll, you'll see it and it'll be covered in, in dust. Just vacuum it off. Yeah. If you're dusting off clothes that you have on the top shelf, in your closet, <laughs> those clothes should be donated. <laughs> if your clothes are folded, stacked neatly, and have dust on them, yeah, please donate those clothes. Yeah, um, I mean, who doesn't have a funeral suit? You know, who well, doesn't, sure. who doesn't have a wedding? sport coat sure that you're not wearing all the time sure sure but i remember the last time i put on my wedding sport coat yeah and it had like literal dust oh I, yeah i would had to i had to dust off you had to dust my it shoulder off. you know the padded shoulders in there. so but it fit pretty good huh it still fit the it did, last yeah. time i took a dusty jacket out of the closet to put it on because it was a jacket that's only called for you know, periodically. Sure. Yeah, it did not fit me. <laughs> and that was another bit of an eye-opener, if I'm being honest with you. Um, I thought, sure, I'm, I'm the same size I was then. In 1997? Nope. Uh, so, yeah, if it doesn't fit... you. So you know what you really needed you to dust donate off? donate it. You know what you needed to dust off, Tony? What's that? Your treadmill. Yeah, my treadmill. <laughs> yes. Uh, of course, here we are, spring. So if you're still exercising inside the house while the sun is out, don't do that anymore. <laughs> Go outside. Go outside and breathe fresh air while you're exercising. It's good for you. That's yep. not even that's not anything to do with cleaning. That's just a tip. All right. Last last tip for dusting is always start at the top. Start at the top and work your way down. Ceiling fan. If you start at the bottom and work your way up, you're just knocking that dust off on all the stuff that you just already dusted. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the other thing is, and this is controversial. Tony and I have talked about this on the show before and have gotten hate mail, believe it or not. But microfiber cloths yes. work phenomenally for dusting because they trap dust inside the microfiber. However, however, there are some people, and this is true, but microfiber cloths are made from plastics. And they actually have microplastics that come off when you wash them and then they make their way out into the ocean and these microfab microplastics are very, very difficult to filter out um, using 
you know, the, the whatever filtration services that they, they provide right, when right. they filter your sewer water. Uh, so something to keep in mind, microplastics, bad, bad. So if you have the opportunity to use cotton, uh, that's probably a better alternative. Yeah. Uh, just before we move to the next thing real quickly, I noted here that we have pet toys. Dust your pet's toys. That's the dumbest thing ever. Um, dust you your pet's toys, but not the bones. <laughs> Dogs don't want to put a bone in their mouth after you've been, Sprayed you know, some dusting lemon, it with your Some lemon duster. wax. <laughs> Maybe they make beef flavored. I, I do agree dusting. with, I do agree with washing the pet bed if it's washable. Um, pet bed, you know, they do get a little stinky after a while. Yeah. But probably don't need to dust the toys. If you're dusting a, cat, a dog's toy, maybe time, I mean, he must not like it or I've, she. I do like have it. a tip for you. If you have a couch or anything, like Tony just said, the, the pet bed, a, a lot of times you sofa. can unzip. Oh, and take the, unzip the cushions. Take the cushion out. Smart. I would say at least two to three times a year, our couch. Sofa. Our sofa couch. <laughs> sofa. Our Davenport? I mean, what do you want? What do you want from me? Our furniture? Yeah, okay. If it has if it has a cushion that has unzippable, we'll take those out and then zip them back up. Yeah. And just wash the covers. Yeah, smart. We throw them right in the washer, pull them out of the dryer, and they smell great, and they're clean, you know, and all that dust. This is also unrelated, but if you're taking the covers off of the cushions on your Davenport... Um, <laughs> If your couch is getting worn in to the point where you're like, oh man, it's it doesn't feel like it's supporting me like it used to, you know that you can replace those cushions. Yeah, you can buy new foams. You can buy new foam inserts for the cushions on your couch and extend the life of your couch as well. It's just a good tip. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There are, I actually did this on an old couch of mine, but you can, so like the underside of the couch that has uh, the springs in it, you know, mm -hmm, that you yes. put the cushions on. Mm -hmm. So... I had a couch that was fairly new, and I feel like maybe some people or some kids jumped on it, you know, and kind of wore it down a little bit prematurely. You know, we had little kids. <laughs> Tony, Tony <laughs> coming over and plopping you got, down on it. You caught me jumping on your couch? But I, I watched a video on YouTube, and they cut the top off. The There's a layer of fabric there. And right under that layer of fabric was this woven spring. You know, it was like this big metal spring that you would, it takes all the weight. Yeah. And so this guy took and he weaved this, you know, uh, I don't even know what you would call it. A spacer? No, like a fabric. Oh, okay. Almost like a, a mesh fabric, like really tough, doesn't stretch. Okay. And he bound it and he wove it. In between each of those, back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. He weaved it? Yeah, he weaved it in in around the the springs. And it stiffened it back up to the point oh, where when okay. he put his cushions back on. So he brought life back to the couch. Very cool. Was, or the sofa. The, the Davenport. The Davenport. That was all. Yeah. So That's good. That's a good tip. Anyway. Yeah. Not really okay, part so of spring cleaning, but. After we have. Um, completed the other two tasks. Of course, the first one being decluttering and the second one being dusting. And we've knocked all of that stuff down and we've now a new thick layer of debris on the floor. It's time to vacuum or in some cases, it's time to shampoo 
the carpet. If you have carpet, if you don't have carpet, you have hard surfaces, then it's time to swiffer or mop or sweep or all of those. All but we're of definitely those. going to address the floor at this time. Yeah, no, it's a good time to clean the floors. Absolutely. I always like to vacuum the floors first before sweeping, before swiffering, um, you know, vacuuming them, vacuuming them. You could most vacuums have a spinning rotating thing in it, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yep. But there's also usually a setting that you can turn that off. Because if you vacuum hard surfaces with that little spinning thing, yep. that little the beater bar, the beater bar, that thing will just shoot the dirt and stuff right off the back. And it won't suck it up. Interesting. So you can turn that off and vacuum all the hard surfaces first, and then run through with your Swiffer or your dust mop or your broom or whatever, and really deep clean it that way. But I like the vacuum first. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, it's a funny thing about the carpet. I feel like there's less and less carpet. As the years go on, there's le- I feel like there's less and less carpet. Yeah, I mean, I think it's trends. I think it, you know, trends go from hardwood to soft to carpet to hardwood to carpet. You know, it kind of just depends on your living situation. And you're if talking you pets. Spe- you're talking specifically about the Pacific Northwest. Well, anywhere. I, I mean, think. I was in Arizona. And no I, carpet. There's I don't I don't walk into a single place that had carpet. Everything was tile everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And so that's interesting. I think, you know, if it's going to be, if you're going to live somewhere that's dusty, that place is dusty. <laughs> yeah, true. I didn't think of that. Yeah, now you go down south and it's definitely uh, but carpets, a lot of hard surfaces. Carpets have, um, carpets have some really good qualities. They also have some really bad qualities. Yeah, you know, depending on how your home was built, you could potentially have the largest air filter in your house right is right. the carpet and older homes especially here in the pacific northwest they were built on a post and beam they have two by six t and g and when you turn your furnace on it's moving air sucking air out creating a vacuum that air is being replaced and a lot of times the easiest way to replace that air is through the floor or right up through the crawl space and it's drawing air and it's capturing all that dirt in your carpet. So getting them cleaned is important. It prolongs the life of your carpets. Right. You know, and the air, the air quality, the indoor air quality. Yeah. And so the, the other important thing to remember is that your carpet is taking damage um, as it collects dirt and debris and things that shouldn't be on the carpet. As it collects that and you live during that time, walking back and forth, doing all the things. As you walk back and forth on a carpet that is not clean, it reduces the lifespan. It breaks down those fibers and causes it to, you know, it causes, what do you call those, patterns or... Oh, uh, wear marks. Like wear marks or, you know, trails. We actually, um, 20 years ago, um, the house that we owned, we had a hardscape, uh, in the entry and a hardscape in the kitchen, which you had to walk across carpet to get from the entry to the kitchen. Sure. Which is where we always go in the front door, straight to the kitchen. Right. Uh, and we wore a path in the carpet <laughs> where we would just walk the same place all the time. Uh, so you're forced to vacuum it more often, uh, in order to make the carpet last longer. That becomes the key, but it's not just air. 
that gets filtered by the carpet. The carpet is holding all of the stuff that falls from your body, all of the (laughs) stuff that falls from your dog's body, from, you know, all of the... I mean, there is some really, really gross stuff in the carpet. Yeah, dead, I've replaced skin. I've replaced more carpets than I want to recall, and um, it's, it's yeah, it's not good. Keeping it clean is the only way, and that is uh, persistent, persistent vacuuming uh, with a really good vacuum, and also regular shampooing of the carpet <laughs> if you're going to have carpet. But solve that whole problem and get rid of the carpet. <laughs> I like carpet, or don't let anybody in the room. It could be just a room you look at. You go, nobody gets to go in there. Like with plastic over the furniture? Yeah, with plastic, sort of exactly. Yeah, that is the, that is the, what do you call that room? <laughs> it's the room nobody uses. The fancy room. It's the plastic room. Yeah. It's the fancy room. <laughs> yeah, anyway. All right, next couple things on the list is, next you want to wash your windows. Wash them inside and out. I always like to use glass cleaner with a squeegee. The squeegee is going to give you the best absolute clean. Actually, what I like to do with my windows, and I, I researched this on how to wash windows, I bought one of those squeegees that you see the professionals. You know, we have, at Par Lumber, we have people come in all the time and clean the windows. And they have these little handheld squeegees, one yep. side with a scrubber, yep. one side with the squeegee. Yep. And they scrub it. And I asked the guy, I'm like, what are you using that? He's like, Dawn dish soap. Just a little drop of Dawn dish soap. Wow. Scrub, 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 and then he squeegees it, and then he has a microfiber towel or just a regular towel, wipes that off, squeegees all around the perimeter, and then wipes the sill, and holy cow, crystal clear. Super clean, yeah. I mean, I've used glass cleaner on our windows, and sometimes there's just, whatever it is, there's like a film that you just can't wipe away. You can wipe and wipe and wipe and wipe, and it still has like this weird film. So that method, using that squeegee with a little bit of Dawn dish soap, Boom. That's the way to go. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, as long as you're working at the windows, um, make sure that you're cleaning the window covering. If you're, I mean, curtains get dirty. Oh, yeah. Um, if you have a pet, <laughs> pets like windows. And if they can reach the window with their nose, or if they can, you know, get their paws up onto the windowsill and get their nose up there, they will drool and sneeze and leak <laughs> fluids all over the window coverings and the window. And you'll just see this layer of, uh, you know. Filth. Filth, yeah. Organic material that has come from your pet. And, uh, yeah, you got to remember to take those. If they're blinds, they need to be washed. If they're drapes, they need to be washed in the washing machine. But you have to remember to, to clean the window coverings. I'll tell you another place you see that if you have pets is... If you look around your doors in all the entrance where dogs walk in, they always rub against the, the door with the jam. Yeah. <laughs> and if you go to get down on your hands and knees and look, you know, the because if you got a little dog, especially like the last six to 12 inches of that door frame, you'll see it's dirty. It is filth. Yeah. And yeah, dogs do rub against stuff when they walk yep. past it. They absolutely love it. All right. Just a few more minutes here. We've got to uh, jump into the kitchen. Clean your kitchen cabinets, deep clean them. I always like to empty out at least, maybe not every year, but once every other. We empty out everything. We take all the the uh, 
dishes, yeah, the, the dishes, and, and take you know that drawer that's got all this stuff in there. Appliances, then, yeah, just empty everything out, vacuum out all of the uh, the crumbs and just little things that get stuck in there. Yeah. And at that time, go through them. You got that spatula that you absolutely hate that you haven't used in five years. Wait, the empty, toss it. the empty sour cream container that. Once it was cleaned, you were like, oh, this is a perfect plastic container. <laughs> and now you have like 22 sour cream containers. Yep. And... and it's it's just a good opportunity to go through that stuff and then throw away all of the other stuff and then reorganize it. Yeah. If you can go out and buy different things that help you organize your cabinets, you know, like a, you know, a little lazy Susan that goes in the cabinet that holds all of your spices so you're not having to pull them out and move them around every time. But little wire rack to hold your lids all Absolutely. Organized. Yep. But just take it a little bit at a time. Do it looking at your whole kitchen and doing every cabinet. Just do one a day. Pull the stuff out, vacuum it out, clean and wipe. You gotta think your clean dishes are going in there. Yeah. It needs you to want be them to be clean. Absolutely. I All agree right. with that. Uh this is a big one. Washing the bedding on the the bed in the master bedroom, right? There's nothing well, better than climbing into a clean. The thing about bedding, and I think a lot of people are in this boat, is you have your bedding that you sleep in, you know, your sheets. You change your sheets probably pretty regularly. Yeah, I'm thinking once every six months, whether I need it or not. (laughs) Your wife would probably shoot you. Um, But no, you you know, you have that, and then you have your other stuff. You have the duvet, and you have the... The things, those fancy pillows and things that go yeah, on there. Yeah, that don't get cleaned every single yeah, time. Yeah, you, you don't typically pull that off, but springtime is a good time to yeah, do it's that. It's a good time to do that. Absolutely. It's. I'll tell you what. Um, sometimes you'll have a comforter that doesn't just go in the washing machine. You have to take that comforter to a laundromat to get yeah. an oversized washing machine, or in some cases, you have to have it dry cleaned. Did you know that they recommend you replace your pillows? Every year. I did not know that. Yeah, they actually say that. But I actually watched a video the other day of a girl who was showing how to strip your pillows. You take the cover off, obviously, and wash that like most people do. Your pillow case. Pillow case right, sure. But the actual pillow itself, you can uh, soak. You can make a mixture of different things and, and like... Um, soap and vinegar and then soak it and then it'll strip all of that stuff off the pillow and then dry it and use it for much longer because i tell you what i use feather feather pillows down down feather pillows they're expensive i don't want to buy new pillows every year do you not have a problem with the little feather things poking out through the pillow and poking you if you buy decent quality feather pillows they don't do that wow the the casing on them is is really, really. I feel like every single fine. down pillow I've ever owned has poked me, <laughs> and so I've had no. such bad luck with them. I do not have that problem. Interesting. And you can buy, you can actually buy pillowcases that have a really, really tight fabric. Anti poke well. proof. Yeah, literally, nice. they they make them for that. All right, last couple things here on the list is to um, clean your well, clean your air vents. We talked about that, but to organize. So you've decluttered. You know, just to recap, you know, you've decluttered, you've dusted, you've cleaned all the floors, you've cleaned all the cabinets. When you're putting everything back, it's a good time to get organized. That's great. You could definitely add um, some elements of organization. I know my wife keeps 
Tupperware containers, large, not Tupperware, Rubbermaid. Mm -hmm. Rubbermaid containers, large, um, shallow in height, but, you know, um, long and wide. And uh, she, she collects Christmas presents all year long. And whenever she sees something that she thinks would be great, she's got one of those bins under the bed for each one of the kids. Nice. And then so when she buys something, she just tosses it in there. And of course, what she does for one, she does for another. Because, you know, you don't want to get too, <laughs> you got more than I did. Um, but uh, that's a very cool way to get organized. Yeah. Um, the same thing goes with your files, your personal files, your shoes, all of the things that you have a lot of um, organizing them in a way that works for you and makes you feel organized. It will help you moving forward. Yep. Spring cleaning is a good time. Absolutely. I agree. This is a, it's a good show. It's really um, a reminder more than anything. We're probably not telling you anything you don't know, but we're reminding you that it's time to get it done. Get it done. Get it done. All right. Thanks so much for listening to our Weekend Warriors podcast today. If you haven't already, go check out our Facebook and Instagram pages. We are at WW Home Show. You can also make sure you hit that subscribe button on this channel here and go like and follow all of our other channels. We're uploading all kinds of YouTube videos every day. So go check that out. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Take care.